Welcome to the Victory of the Lamb podcast. We are a simple, straightforward Bible teaching church located in Katy, Texas. If you're in the area, we'd love for you to stop by anytime. Otherwise, we hope you use this podcast to grow in your faith and be confident in sharing that faith with many. You can find us online at VOTL.org. We hope you enjoy this message. God bless your week. Our sermon text again from this morning comes from our Old Testament lesson from Isaiah. We'll look at those verses in a little bit. And also our other readings as well. Um, since it is New Year's Eve day, I think we should probably talk about resolutions, right? That's a good thing to talk about. I don't really do them. Um, not that I never have. And I, I can see why some people want to do resolutions. It's, it's great. It's, it's the beginning of a new year. Take stock of our lives and things we want to try to, uh, try to do or maybe try to curb. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, the times I have made resolutions, I've always kept them. <laughs> For two or three days at least. Yes. Very talented. Um, the time I wanted to learn German, my whole family ancestry is from Germany. So I thought it'd be really cool to learn German. So I bought myself a book of German grammar. And I flipped through it a couple times. Yeah. That was a while ago. Um, I've always been very interested in, in Japan. I thought it was really a neat culture and neat country, so I wanted to learn Japanese. So I did that for a week. The kanji, the, the written text is so impossible to read. I don't know how to do it. I'm like, I don't know if it's a tree or a goat. I can't tell the difference. The, the words are so hard to read. I gave up within a week. I was done. Um, one time I wanted to learn to play guitar, so I got a guitar. Now, I have not given up on that goal yet. Let's just say it's going to take a long time. I don't practice nearly enough, and you won't be hearing me playing in church anytime soon. Row, row, row. Um, my favorite, though, was when I told myself I was going to eat less desserts. You can see how well that one's worked so far. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Now, I want to be very clear. There's nothing wrong with making resolutions. Nothing wrong with wanting to change or to look at our lives to see things we could do. That's wonderful. And it's also not a sin if on January 2nd you realize you already broke your diet, your diet resolution. That's okay. If on February 2nd you realize you have been to the gym a total of one time, who cares? It's not a sin. But when we struggle keeping our resolutions, our promises to ourselves, it can feel pretty bad. We can feel like failures. How much more so when we actually do sin? When we do the things we told ourselves we would, would not do anymore because we know it's wrong. We fall into that sin all over again. How bad do we feel about ourselves then? It's at times like these we need to go back to the Word. Well, we always should go back to the Word, but especially these low moments to go back to God's Word and see what He says about us. And we'll do that just in a little bit. But first, let's look at some people who were major failures. The Israelites were the kings of unkept resolutions. They were terrible. And yet in Isaiah today, Isaiah paints a beautiful picture of God's relationship with Israel. He says, I will tell of the kindnesses of the Lord. 
the deeds for which he is to be praised according to all the Lord has done for us. For us, Yes, the many good things he has done for Israel according to his compassion and many kindnesses. He said, surely they are my people, children who will be true to me. And so he became their savior. And all their distress, he too was distressed. And the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and mercy, he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. Talk about the love of God. Now Isaiah is packing in these three verses about a thousand years of history. God chose Abraham. He said, Abraham, you are going to be the great, 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 the many, many greats, grandfather of the Savior, the Messiah of the world. And from that point on, God watched over Abraham and his family, the Israelites. He guided and cared for them, protected them. He saved them over and over again from their enemies and from themselves. God just showed his love and his mercy to keep this promise of the Savior, not just for the Israelites, but for the Savior of the whole world, to make that promise come true. And the Israelites responded out of love. They made a resolution, Lord, we will follow you. We will not turn aside. We'll leave behind our sins and, and, and all those false worships. We'll, we'll stop all that. We'll follow you, God. And they did. They kept that resolution for at least two or three days. And they failed. One of my favorite parts of this entire section of Scripture is actually the verse directly after our sermon text for today. Yet they rebelled and grieved His Holy Spirit. After this beautiful introduction of how God loved His people, redeemed them and saved them, yet they rebelled and grieved His Holy Spirit. Man. And unfortunately, that is the, the common theme of Israel. The entire history of these people over and over again. God saved them. Out of love and thanks, they said they'd follow him, and they did for a little bit, and they fell away. To their sins, to false worship. And it wasn't until they were really, really in trouble that they realized they needed God. And of course, God came and rescued them all over again. This happened over and over again. There was a seesaw of sin and grace, this back and forth of God's mercy and the people's failure. Over and over again. What failures? What fools? How could they be so, so stupid? Speaking of which, let's talk about our relationship with God. I'm not sure about you, but when I look at this, the picture of the Israelites and God, I see myself. I know God's mercy and God's forgiveness that He has redeemed me, a sinner. Out of love and thanks, I say, Lord, I'm not going to sin again. My, my sin of anger, Lord, I'm just going to put that behind me and not ever get angry ever again. And I'm fine until maybe I get on the highway and somebody cuts me off and slams on the brakes right in front of me, which happened this morning, by the way. That was fun. Oh, well, there goes that resolution. Ugh. And then God comes to me with his word, shows me my sin, the danger that I'm in, and reminds me of his mercy, his forgiveness, that, that every one of my sins has been taken away, this sin too. 
By his power, I repent. Restore, child of God. Not by anything that I have done, entirely by God's work, by God's sacrifice. The seesaw of sin and grace, this back and forth of God's love and my sin. Now, I don't want to accuse you guys, but let's be honest. This sounds familiar, familiar to you too, because every person who has ever lived has struggles with this back and forth of sin and grace. Every single person except for, well, one. And we'll get back to him in just a little bit. But it's so easy for us to point our fingers at those foolish Israelites. How could they? They've seen God's power over and over again. How could they be so foolish? How could we? We've seen God's mercy so often. His endless forgiveness. His endless love. And yet here we are sinning again over and over again. How could God love me? How could he forgive us? We've broken our resolutions so often. God said, Surely they are my people. In all their distress, he too was distressed. And the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and mercy, he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them. Of all the people who have ever lived, only one was without sin. Born sinless because God himself was his father. He lived, suffered, and died to lift us out of sin, to carry away our guilt because of a resolution he made in the garden. A promise that he would take away our sins. A resolution he was most certainly going to keep. In him was fulfilled every promise, every prophecy. Even if we look at our gospel text for today, we see God keeping his promise there. The promise to his people that a Savior would be born, would live and die for us. Despite human intervention and human desire to end that, didn't work. Because when King Herod heard this king of the Jews was born, he wanted to get rid of him. So he sent his soldiers to kill every child, every male child in Bethlehem in the region, two years and younger, to stomp out this, this terrible threat to Herod. But can we thwart, can we stop God's plans? Of course not. God had guided Joseph and Mary and Jesus out of the, the, the danger zone of Bethlehem and took them to Egypt. But in Bethlehem, we see a, a sadness. A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping in great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children because they were no more. But the Savior, the Savior of the world is safe in Egypt. And after the, the dangerous past, God brought back Joseph and Mary and Jesus back to Israel and settled them in the, the territory of Galilee in the town of Nazareth. Just as God had promised, a Savior would be born, would live, suffer, and die. This wasn't an accident, this plan of God. This wasn't, Jesus didn't just stumble onto the cross. This was his careful promise. 
to Adam and Eve, to Abraham, to every single person of all time, every prophecy, every promise to us has been fulfilled in just the right time and just the right way because God loves you. But when the set time had fully come, God sent His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship. From His first breath in the stable to His final breath on the cross, Jesus did this for you. He lived for me. He suffered for all of us to pay for every one of our sins, to take away all of our guilt, all of our failures, to make us children of God. Surely we are as people. There's no question. God makes that clear. Because you are His sons, God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, the Spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are His child, God has also made you an heir. Why did God do this for me? For us? Why would He do this for us? The same reason He did it for the Israelites. He came to the Israelites and told them of His mercy, His compassion, of the promised Savior who was to come because He made a promise. He chose to love us despite our sins, despite our failures, despite our rebellions, despite all of our broken resolutions. God chose to love us. And He fulfilled His promise. He carried us in His powerful hand. God came to the world to rescue you and me. We are His. There's no question about it. From, from Genesis to Revelation, God makes it very clear over and over again, we are His special people, His beloved children. So what does it mean, fellow children of God, fellow people of our Savior? What does it mean to be His? It means we follow Him. It means we know His love for us, His compassion for us, His mercy for us, so we follow Him. I'm not talking about a resolution. I'm talking about being changed by His Word, by His love. Putting aside our sin, knowing our Savior, we live for our God. We follow Him not out of fear, but out of thanks and joy. We have been changed. And we are His. We walk with God. The One who has made us His people. But what if I fall into sin again? What if I'm tempted by my own sinful nature, by the world, by the devil? What if I fall into sin again? What then? Then God, the Lord of mercy, comes to us all over again. And in His Word, He reminds us of the dangers of our sin and points us back to the cross to see our Savior who took away every one of our sins has declared us His. Not maybe, not possibly, completely and totally His children. We lean on His power. The power that not only saves, but also changes us. 
Brothers and sisters in Christ, let's walk together. Let's follow our Lord, the one who says about us, surely they are my people. Amen. We know your time is precious. Thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you be so kind as to click to follow our show and give us a five-star rating? That's a quick and easy way to help us get the message of truth out to more people. Thank you so much. God bless your day in Christ.